Welcome to the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. On this podcast, you will feel empowered to release the feelings of shame, trauma, isolation, and sense of loss that can often come from a difficult marriage, painful breakup, and divorce. You will be given the insights and inspiration you need to love yourself fiercely, be sure of your worthiness, and to handle the challenges of post-divorce life with strength and humor. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. I'm Tiffany Kane, your host today, and I am with the fantastic Navi Bliss. She is amazing and has helped me a lot in my life and my journey after divorce. Navi is a certified love and relationship coach. She is a certified inspirational speaker on quite a journey with that. And she hosts her own podcast called the Blissful Love Podcast. Welcome, Navi. So excited to have you. Thank you, Tiffany. It's so nice to be here. Will you um, tell us a little bit about yourself? What's your story? How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in a home with a mom that was um, both physically and emotionally abusive to me. And that led me to become a person that had really low self-esteem because my whole life, the the voice that I heard was this voice of, of criticism that came from her. And that also led me to a path of having really, really terrible relationships. Mm. And um, because I just didn't think that I was worth more. I didn't think that um, I was somebody that could be loved because if my own mom couldn't love me, then how could anyone else love me? Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, it led me to a place of um, relationships where I got cheated on, where they were really toxic, where I was abused. And until I just got to a point where I was like, okay, I had enough. I can't do this anymore. And I really went on a path to change my life. And that sort of led me to the path to becoming um, a love and relationship coach. And, um, you know, as I was able to help myself through that, to regain my self-esteem, to regain my self-worth and um, really know that I was worthy of real love and quality relationships, um, that led me on a path to help other people do the same. And then the sort of the inspirational speaking flowed from there, which is that was just something that I actually started. Um, and I thought, okay, this is going to help me as I'm hosting retreats to become a better speaker to, uh, as I'm doing different things. And, and I just realized I actually have a lot of really powerful stories mm-hmm. that stand on their own that are really worth worth sharing and inspirational on their own. Yes. Yeah. And I've heard your stories, but you know, talk, thinking about that, I I want everybody listening to us to also know that they also have really powerful, inspirational stories. And this is one of the things that I love about having a podcast is bringing guests on and getting to hear those stories and and letting people connect and say, oh, that story touches my soul and, and, and I can connect with that story. So I love that you're so open and vulnerable and you share your inspirational stories with us because it allows everybody that hears you to realize, oh, I have a story as well. So thank you for that. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, like, absolutely. Cause it's just, I think that, um, that we, everything that we've been through, right. If we've lived to the other side of it, that there's a reason there is like, um, there's a story of, you know, overcoming or strength mm-hmm. that is in there that can really be a guidepost to somebody else Definitely. for every single person. Definitely. Now, speaking of guidepost, you were such an important person in my personal growth um, after my divorce and navigating the dating scene as a divorced woman and all of the challenges and and um, navigating this new world of of relationships. That have, you know, I was with somebody for 19 years, so everything was so different. One of the things you really helped me with was a moment when I was experiencing a lot of shame around something. And I was in a shame spiral and um, I called you in tears and and you were wonderful. Let's, let's do a coaching session. Let's talk. Um, and you really helped me through that very difficult moment. Um, and so I'm wondering for you with on this topic of overcoming shame, I'd love to dig in a little bit more and just even just start talking, what is shame and where does it come from? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, shame comes from us holding on and taking responsibility for the things that are happening around us and the reactions of other people, right? Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, I think this is what differentiates like, um, you know, like, let's just say, like, let's just take a simple example that could happen to anybody. Like you, you you're walking down the street, holding a cup of coffee, you fall, you trip and you fall mm-hmm. and you spill it. Right. Yes. Somebody could just laugh that off and they could, um, you know, they could go with the flow of that and just be like, ah, whatever, like, you know, it sucks, but it's not the end of the world. Right. And then someone could, that could be a shame spiral for somebody that they could take on. Right. And the reason that they're taking that on is really what it comes from is like a place of, of worthiness. Cause it's just like, I'm a terrible person. Like how I did this, I made this mistake. And this means like, I'm awful and I'm unworthy and I'm getting judgment from other people. And I deserve that judgment because like, I'm unworthy and this is all my fault. And I, I caused a fiasco and I've embarrassed Mm -hmm. myself. And, you know, it's the, it's the story that you tell around it. And it really comes from a lack of of worthiness where you're taking on this, this blame and this guilt for just a thing that happened. Right. Right. So how do we move past that? If we are the person that when we trip, we go into that shame spiral and, oh my God, everybody's laughing at me and I'm so stupid and how can I be so clumsy? And now I've ruined my favorite pair of pants and now my day is ruined and I'm terrible. And so we're in this shame spiral. So how do we move past that? So the first thing is just to notice, like to acknowledge and to notice like, hey, like this is a spiral that I'm going down, right? So the first thing is just the awareness, right? Because sometimes like like what stops you from getting sucked in deeper and deeper is to have an awareness that this is something that you're doing. This is the dialogue that is happening within you, right? And so when you can just notice that and notice, okay, like if I just breathe, like even if I can't change the dialogue, that breath, that awareness can stop me from going down further into this into this spiral, into this, into this thinking hole that I'm going down and just, okay, I can stop and, and say, and then I think it's just asking yourself, 
is this really true? Mm-hmm. Is this really truth? Is this a universal truth? Or is this a story that I'm making up in my head, right? Mm-hmm. And in most cases, it's a story that, that you're making up in your head. And like the underlying thing that you have to do to work yourself out of it is to work on your self-esteem, which is, it's a bigger thing that takes a long time, right? Yes. But I think when you're stuck in that place of low self-esteem, right? The way that you can catch yourself and actually stop yourself, okay, is when, and this is an, this is a thing that will work for you when you're in that place of low self-esteem is to realize that this is your ego that actually believes like in that moment that even the world is revolving around you, that even people notice that that was happening <laughs> because it's like, you know, if you like, you know, like I, I live, um, I live downtown Toronto. I live in a city, like people are busy. They're walking. Like if I, if I, if that happened to me, like, you know, 98% of the people aren't even going to bat an eyelash because they're too busy and they don't have time for that. So if I was to take on a shame story in in just an example like that, that would be like me, actually my ego making myself important in all of those people's lives. So that is a thought that when you're stuck in that place of low self-esteem, that's really easy to buy into, right? Because like, you're like, okay, well, like I already believe this, that can stop it and pull you out of it in that moment. And then you can go in and do the deeper work to work on your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, uh, You actually used that example, a very similar example with me when I was in a dating scenario where there was a man I didn't want to go out with anymore and I was worried about hurting him. And you're like, you're making yourself too important in his life. This is okay. <laughs> and I thought that was really powerful. Like, oh, yeah okay, his world doesn't revolve around me. That's okay. And and he's a big boy and I can say, no, we're, we're not a good match and, and it's okay. <laughs> and so being able to do the same thing with shame is so powerful to say, everybody's life doesn't revolve around me. And the fact that I fell probably isn't going to affect their day at all. You know, like there might be two or three people that stop to help you. Like, You'll be able to see the love and generosity in other people in that vulnerable moment of yours. But most other people, they're not going to take the time to stop and laugh and all of that. So, yeah, that's that's a powerful lesson. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that you can like, I mean, I, like I gave that example because it's like, I feel like it's an example that anyone can have, but mm-hmm. it still applies to things that are bigger and deeper. And mm-hmm. like, you know, that like we can, it, it, it like in any situation, cause that's what we're worried about that people are stopping and judging us and yes. that we deserve that judgment because we're not worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what you helped me with in my situation is, I, I came to you and was like, oh, my life is over. <laughs> this, this is terrible. Life forever is terrible. And and everybody's going to judge me. And everybody's going to think this is terrible. And and you were so great to say, okay, let's, let's, what, what's actually happening here? And is this actually true? Is it actually true? And um, that really helped a lot. So why is moving past shame so important? Why is this something we, we really should learn how to do? So shame, if you don't move past it, becomes your barrier to any sort of connection in your life, mm-hmm. right? Because it's this blanket that you're covering yourself up and you're hiding, right? And and that's like, it, it, again, it ties back to like the, the worthiness aspect. So I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Like, 
I like, I, I deserve judgment and whatever. And I don't, and, and so like, I'm just going to keep the world and everyone at arm's length. Mm-hmm. And that is going to stop connection in every aspect of your life. It's going to stop connection with your romantic relationships. If you're a parent, it's going to stop connection with your children because you're not going to be honest and transparent with them. If um, it's going to stop connection with your, with your parents or family members, mm-hmm. siblings, it's going to stop connection at work in professional situations, because it's just this blanket that you're hiding underneath and you're, you know, you're not truly interacting with the world. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. It's because that I, when we're in those shame spirals and the stories that we're telling ourselves, what we're doing is we're not giving other people the opportunity to step up for us and to show us who they are and how they feel about us. And I know in my experience that when I, you know, reached out to my friends and I'd said, hey, this is the situation I'm in. This is what happened. Oh my gosh, I was welcomed with open arms and so much love and so much compassion. And had I stayed in that shame spiral and told these stories to myself, I never would have felt that love and that connection and that um, those bonds of sisterhood deepen so much. And then it opened up their stories and they were able to share their moments of shame and the things that stood out for them. And um you know, tears all around of like, wow, you're, thank you for this. And, and if I had stayed in that shame spiral, I would have never been able to experience that beauty. So you're right. (laughs) So perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is like, it's also like a litmus test. Like, I don't think that like, you can take it to the extreme where you like, are sharing with people who you don't have close relationships with, who you, you know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. they're like, there has to be a, like, you, you have to have already like a base connection depending on what it is that you're sharing. Of course, if it's like your coworker that you just started working with three days, you could probably share the coffee I, or the story of I spilled my coffee. This is not like a deeply personal wounding story. If it's something more personal than that, you have to have um, a deeper connection with that person. Not because like there's something wrong with what you have to share, but they have to have shown you and they have to have had built that trust with you already for you to like open up, you know, to your deepest crevices and share them mm-hmm. with that person. But it becomes a litmus test in those relationships too, because this is the other thing that, you know, um, that I've learned on my own self-growth journey that um, not every relationship is supposed to last forever. And sometimes, especially with friendships, we take this for, we take this for granted. And it doesn't mean that there has to be like some sort of like, terrible thing that happens. It's just that if you grow and change and the people around you don't grow and change with you, then you're going to grow and change to become a different person that doesn't really fit well with that, Mm -hmm. with that other person anymore. And it's okay. But sharing these stories, those moments, right? Because um, if you share something like that and that person can't deal with it or doesn't react well, it's okay. But now you know that this might be a time to step away or distance yourself from that relationship because that person doesn't want to support you in these moments that you need to be supported. I think that's a really painful part of divorce is you learn 
who your friends are and you lose people that you thought were really your friends. And so this is something that I'm sure lots of women in my community have experienced. I know that I personally experienced um, somebody who I thought was my very best friend um, no longer was. And people that I I thought would be my support system basically couldn't handle it. And um, I had to create new support systems and and find those people that um, so passed the litmus test, right? Um, how how would women in in a situation like that, how do you move past the shame involved in what I'm going through? You are not supporting me with, and I thought you were my friend, like the disappointment and the shame, because it does come back to you. It does. You do say, what's wrong with me? Why aren't you supporting me the way I thought you would? Um, so how do you move past that? So I think part of this is just like, I think you have to start with an acknowledgement, right? That um, when you entered into that relationship with that person, you were one person, you were one version of yourself. Okay. And so that person signed up to be friends with that version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And if that person has only the capacity to be friends with that version of yourself, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that like you, you couldn't have shared beautiful memories that they couldn't have been a beautiful part of your journey. Right. Mm -hmm. But they didn't, if you become a different person, they didn't like some people sign up. Right. And this is where it goes back to the reason season lifetime for people. Right. They sign up to like, they want to ride all the waves with you. And some mm -hmm. people don't, right. They, it was, it was a season. They signed up to, to be friends and to be a part of your life when you were that one version of yourself and you're not that version anymore. And so the person who they signed up to be friends with doesn't exist. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's okay and the thing is, there, it doesn't mean there isn't going to be pain associated with that because there is obviously pain associated with divorce. And I'm divorced, so I do understand that, right? And there is, there's a death because there's the death of that relationship, mm -hmm. but there's the death of the person that you were in that relationship as well. And then there's yes. going to be the death of the people who only wanted to have relationships with the person who was in that relationship. And you have to mourn that. Mm -hmm. And I think giving yourself space and time to mourn that and to know it's okay that I can feel sad, I can cry, I can have this, and I and it it's okay for me to feel this way and to not shy away from our emotions. I think mm -hmm. in in toxic relationships, whether it be friendships or romantic relationships or any relationship in our lives like what keeps us going back to that is our inability to deal like or unwillingness to deal with the pain that is associated with the loss of that because there's always going to be pain of loss associated with that but yes. if we can sort of embrace that feeling and say i can handle all of my feelings and i'm just going to like what i'm going to have hope in is is instead of this like it, me having, you know, undying loyalty to someone that does not want to have that to me, that the thing that I'm going to have hope and trust in is that something else is going to come mm -hmm. into my life. I'm going to create that space and I'm willing to live with the sadness and have a bit of a void until that happens. <laughs> the way you just described that is so powerful. There's the death of the relationship 
the death of yourself in that relationship. And sometimes there will be death of friendships in that. And being able to acknowledge that helps to understand why it hurts so bad and lets you have that mourning period. And in mourning, there are so many stages of grief, right? And so you're going to go through the denial and the anger and all of that. But to be able to know this is normal and this is okay. And once I go through this, I'm opening myself up. Now, that's something that's really hard for people to do on their own, which is why there's a world of love and relationship coaches, right? (laughs) Um, So how do you as a relationship coach and a life coach, how do you help women through this? Like, how do you help them acknowledge this death and and deal with this pain and then move on after that? So one I think is like, I think like a really great place to start is, you know, like when a person dies, you have like a wake, right? Like mm-hmm. typically or funeral or something where you go and you share like the memories and the good times and all of that. And I think that that's a really great place to start for ourselves when a relationship dies, when we're going through divorce, when something like that happens is let's let's give some space to the good memories because we mm-hmm. can honor that and we can hold on to that. And we can hold on to that forever because just because it turned sour at a point doesn't mean that it wasn't it, it wasn't sweet I love to that. a certain point yes or that we didn't receive gifts from from that situation yes. and so i think just starting by creating space like maybe taking some time to to journal or you know create like something something for yourself to honor all all of the good times and to sort of to savor savor that i think that's a really great place to start and mm-hmm. then you can move into um like just saying, okay, like I'm honoring this. I acknowledge this. And now I just want to like, let this like sort of float up into like a place in, in my memory, in my spirit that it's, it's still there, but it's not the thing that I'm, that, that I'm, um, that I, that now I can move on to letting go of the bad parts because what we can't let go of the bad parts if, because what stops us is we get into this cycle and you're like, this, this was awful. I know I was treated awfully in this situation or this was terrible. Mm-hmm. This wasn't working or there was so much conflict. And then you remember something good. And then that you're like, you're like, oh, but now I miss this relationship, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And so I think you just need some time and space to honor the good parts so that then when you go into the letting go, you understand that you're not letting, I'm not letting go of everything. I can still hold on to the good stuff and I can let go of the bad stuff and I can let go of the relationship and still hold on to the memories. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important as well um, because if you only hold on to the negative and that's the story you perpetuate continually, then it's almost like you're telling yourself that, wow, you're a really bad judge character and you make bad choices in life because you're with this terrible, awful, no good, horrible person, when that's not entirely true. There's a reason you fell in love with them and there's a reason you stayed with them and there's happy times and happy memories and you can honor that and still say, all right, now I can let go, which I think is, that's very powerful. Thank you. All right. Is there anything else you want to say about shame before we move into our rapid fire section? 
Just that, I mean, I think shame can be an isolating emotion and it typically comes at a time when you're in so much pain that you Mm -hmm. feel isolated. So I think like another really big thing to do is to like reach out whatever you're going through and to see like, this is where support groups can be really powerful. And if you have too much shame to show up in in person support group, go to an online one, Mm -hmm. just hear someone else's story. Like even if you're not going to participate, this can just be really, really powerful for you to realize I'm not the only one that goes through this. Like I'm not the only one that's had this experience because that can really normalize whatever it is that you're going through. And then um, like, if you like, maybe that support group is going to be the place where you work through things and Mm -hmm. maybe it's going to be, it's just going to be the place that normalizes it for you, but then you're going to step out of it and you're going to find help and support in different ways to help you move through it. But I think it's like shame is just really, really isolating. And I think, one of the biggest things you can do is just that first step is connect with another person and share that story. And I'll be really transparent here. So everything that I've been through, like I talk about my childhood abuse. I talk about the fact that when I was married, my, um, uh, my husband had a child with somebody else when we were married. I share like all of these stories in my inspirational speeches. I get up on stage and I share these, but, um, you know, and I like, I, I just did an event recently where I, uh, and I, where I shared um, the story of an abusive relationship that I was in and just like, I still have shame around these mm-hmm. things. It's just that it doesn't like, I don't spiral into it because I realize if I want to support people, the way that I'm going to support people, how they're going to connect to me is they need to know my stories and they need to know the way that I got through it. So it's never going to fade away completely. So I think that that is like a myth with, with mm-hmm. shame. It's just like, if I can like have the courage to get up and say it, and it takes courage every single time because I'm literally shaking in my boots before I do it every single time that that allows connection. And it also allows, because every single time I do that, I have people reach out to me and say, Hey, I'm going through the exact same Mm -hmm. thing as you. I had this exact same experience. And I promise that that is true, whatever it is that you're going through, you know, um, And even if you think it's rare or like there's 7 billion people on the planet that there's, there are other people going through the same thing as you, I promise. (laughs) That I, I believe was the number one thing that helped me through that transition from divorce to joyful life was reaching out and finding community and reaching out and finding help and finding support. And so, like I said, you were a huge part of that, being able to have somebody holding my hand, taking me through it, talking me through, sounding board, saying, hey, this is normal. I've been there too. We connected on so many levels. So um, I'm, I'm a 127% advocate of find your group, find your people, find your support system, get a coach, get a group. Um, online community was what I used and that was fantastic. Um, so yeah, definitely vital that you find those people. Thank you. Would you like to have more personalized support in rebuilding your best life after divorce? Would you like the benefits of coaching and having a community of like-minded women supporting and empowering you? I would love to have you as a member of my Love and Life After Divorce membership group. In the Love & Life membership group, you will have monthly live group coaching calls with me, a monthly book club, accountability sisters, support sessions, empowerment activities, 
goal-setting challenges, and so much fun. Click on the link in the show notes to join. All right, so now we move into kind of the fun section where we get to learn a little bit more about you, fun stuff. (laughs) So in my group, we love books and we do um, fun little like book clubs and things of that sort. So in an effort to curate amazing books, I always love to ask my guests what What's it, what book is inspiring you right now? And it can be a fun book. It can be a learning book. But what's inspiring you right now? So um, a big one um, that I've actually, I, I read it like three or four times in a row because I'm so touched by this book um, is The Choice by Dr. Edith Eager. Uh, oh, yes. So she is um, a Holocaust survivor and um, just just a really amazing, triumphant, powerful woman. And she just vulnerably shares her story. And there's so many juicy, good bits that I feel like I will read that book many times over. And then um, there's a new book by Anita Morjani, which I think it's called something might soft is the new strong, maybe. Yes. I want shirts that say that sensitive is the new strong. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I want, I want a shirt that says that. <laughs> so those are two that I'm just loving at the moment. I love that. Those are powerful books. Um, I was just listening to Martha Beck's podcast and she had Anita Morjani on there and oh, it was just fantastic. <laughs> All right. So if we are making a movie about your life and you get to choose the songs on the soundtrack, what three songs are going to be on your soundtrack? So, um, okay. I feel like the song that I'm really feeling right now, this would be maybe this, like this moment in my life where I feel like things are the direction where things are going to be. This girl is on fire. Yes. <laughs> Cause you are. <laughs> yes. I love that. Um, and then, um, let me see, uh, inner ninja. Oh, I don't know that. Song. Um, so, uh, it's, uh, if you look it up, I, it's 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 really like sort of kitschy song. Like that's the best way to describe it. But it's basically like um, you know finding finding your your inner ninja, finding your 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 inner uh, inner strength. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Fantastic. And um, let me see. Um, I'm not I'm not sure what the third one would be. Maybe I don't maybe I'm not maybe that's gonna be like a song that I that I have to figure out later on. <laughs> you can have it you can have two songs on your soundtrack. That's totally fine. <laughs> All right. So now here's the really exciting question because I think the listeners are gonna just be wowed by you. Uh what is the most recent thing you're really happy that you took a risk? And said yes to. So um, I just finished um, uh, this event, running this event, um, which is called um, Amplifying Voices for Women's Empowerment. And um, this, it was a charity event raising money for Dr. Raz's Healing Place, which is a center for abused women and children. And it was also uh, an event that was amplifying the voices of um of women and women specifically who've um, dealt with gender-based violence and, and men who are, who are allies um, in in this journey. And um, this was an idea that I had and 
I just, the everything, it was, the idea that I had was really big. But, and so part of me at that moment was like, okay, am I going to, am I going to take this on? Like, can I do this? Like, maybe <laughs> I should plan something smaller. Maybe I should have an idea for something smaller. And I said, no, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go for it. And then I'm going to start reaching out to people. And then I reached out to like, three incredible women because I knew that what I was planning was too big and I wasn't going to be able to run it on my own. And they just jumped in and said, yes. And then I had, um, my speaking coaches, um, come in and offer me to use their platform, um, to run the event. So it was just, everything just came together. So seamlessly we had over 35 workshops and every, um, every That's coach, amazing. author, speaker that I reached out to, they just jumped in and they said, yes, we want to do this for you. And just everything just came together. And, um, like I had a vision that was big and then it turned into something that was bigger as I was running this event. And, um, cause we set a, a fundraising goal day three, we broke it and we doubled, we ended up doubling it and we ended up hitting the double target. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. I am so proud of you. It's it's one of those things when you watch people that you know soar and go to these amazing heights and and have these incredible accomplishments. It just it brings so much joy and um I'm just cheering. I'm I'm like cheering for you and just so proud of you and it's so fun to watch your journey and all the things that you're doing. Thank you so much for being here today. How can people find you? So thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure to be here. And um, you can find me. I have a website, which is um, www.navyblisscoaching.com. Um, I'm on Instagram. That's probably the most the the place on social media you'll find me the most, which is at Navi Bliss. Um, also Navi Bliss on uh, Facebook, and um, I run a clubhouse room every Wednesday morning, um, uh, and uh, one every other Thursday um, evening on Clubhouse as well. And I have a club there called Blissful Love, and my handle on Clubhouse is at Navi Bliss. <laughs> Navi, you are busy. <laughs> so everybody, if you didn't have, if you're driving and you couldn't write all that down, it will be in the show notes. We'll have all the links for you so that you can find this amazing woman and um, connect with her. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, listeners. Please, please take a moment today to um, leave us um, a message. You can DM us. You can um, leave a review about the podcast please feel free to reach out to either of us and let us know what you enjoyed about today's podcast, what resonated with you. We love hearing from you. Have a beautiful day, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. If anything resonated with you in the podcast, I would love to hear about it please DM me on my Instagram at Tiffany Kane. Also, if this podcast makes you think of a friend that could benefit from hearing this message of support and empowerment, please share it with her. And remember, this podcast is sponsored by the Love and Life After Divorce Membership Group. We would be so thrilled to have you join. Have a beautiful day. And remember, of course, it's all about you. Hashtag self-love.